Hello, you're listening to Mi Gente, produced by El Media. This podcast is dedicated to those who undertake things in life. What do they do? How do they do it? And why do they do it? But most importantly, in which context, cultural, social, economic, and political, they do the things they do. Before I forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. In this new episode of Mi Gente, we speak to Berke, a young engineer and artist based in London. His passion lies in music equipment and production, and more broadly, the creative side of music. For the past few years, Berke has been working as a multi-instrumentalist and producer. Hi. Hello. Hey. How are you? Great, thank you. I'm great. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, this is actually the first episode... Um, we're doing in real life, so we're not doing it yeah, uh, through I the phone. IRL. And <laughs> this is just because um, we basically live in the same house. So yeah, we, we, we actually live in the same house. <laughs> Technically not, but it's the same building or whatever. Um, so first of all, I would like you to give us a little bit of background. Uh, how old are you? Where are you from? Where are you now? And yeah, what you're doing here. Yeah, so my name's Barke. I'm 21 years old. I'm from Istanbul, Turkey. I moved here to London like two and a half years ago now. Uh, I'm a music artist, but I studied, I'm studying electrical engineering here and I'm doing sort of music equipment as my t thesis and everything. Mm -hmm. So I kind of fuse those two fields together like that, I guess. But I keep hearing from people anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Um, are you working on something at the moment? Do you have, like, any project? And also, I'm very curious to know, like, how are you dealing with, like, lockdown and just the whole, like, pandemic situation like, regarding your work? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm finishing up uni this year. I'm third year, so there's really a lot of stuff that keep you busy, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's, like, a three-year course like a three-year university course the last year's quite fat you know <laughs> it's not like a four-year things last year I guess yeah. so there's lots of lots of work um I'm doing like my final project like I said on this like um musical instrument thing mm -hmm. the concept that I'm you know making so there's like tests for that whatever um all of which I have to do at home of course because yeah. like there's no access to labs and everything uh which kind of sucks but um yeah there's there's plenty of stuff keeping me busy you know like um with writing a bit of music as well but most well mostly uni stuff is definitely enough do you like, think because of like the situation we're in it gave you the opportunity maybe to do other things that you wouldn't have had time to do before when you were going to uni or you know like spending time with your friends and all of that that now you might be able to have more time to do like yeah like personal projects and yeah definitely it's just a lot of things that come up to your head. And um, for, for me personally, it's like a lot of things that you want to try out that um, I just didn't have the time to, or like maybe I think of it and I write it on paper, but don't mm -hmm. actually like physically do it. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely, I'd say. Because you're just always in, in your room in front of your computer, you know, um, mm. just trying to, trying to do all that stuff. So yeah, yeah definitely. 
Nice. And why did you decide to take um, the engineering path, like as a career? Uh, at, at first, I it's, it sounds a bit weird. I was set, telling basically people that I wanted to study electrical engineering, mm -hmm. and like I would, I wasn't that necessarily sure if I absolutely wanted to be an electrical engineer as like work that mm -hmm. profession because uh, really a lot of people don't you know that kind of leave there's people that do banking whatever all exactly stuff. Yeah, and then there's people who like you know arts and stuff that don't do anything related to that you know even a little bit so i was like i, I kind of want to study it because i liked it and the material itself i still like but the the environment and the um, the circle of, and just like the general demographic whatever um is quite different than an arts course obviously yeah. i actually wanted to mm. get there because i obviously we're friends so like, mm -hmm. i know you mm -hmm. and it's sort of like when you talk to me about like what you're studying and stuff and like the people you study with i kind of feel like you're sort of like the black sheep like mm -hmm. in that like sphere mm -hmm. So like, tell us like, why do you feel like this? And I think that's why it's like your profile is interesting, obviously. Mm -hmm. So yeah, why do you feel like this? And what do you think is like a bit different about you and how you see like engineering and like other things you like, for example, like music or art? Mm -hmm. How do you mix the two? I, it's it's just the reason why I have, I guess, a well, um, a problem with it or consider it like less than desirable. It's just that the discussion around you know the material and the time spent and everything discussed is just so like devoid of culture mm -hmm. and like humanity and like in any in any anything about you know arts or like um social sciences or yeah. stuff like that you do have a little bit of it and, and i and i like discussing that stuff is is i guess all i can say i like discussing you know um cultures and places around the world and languages and ideologies and people and how people cope with things how people yeah. you know all of that stuff and like it's it's something that very very rarely unfortunately come up in an engineering course but so like don't you think maybe like it's just my ignorance and like i, I really don't know so much about engineering and all of that but it would sort of make sense right that like you do that but you're also connected to all the things you're saying because at the end, I don't know if you're creating a machine, it's going to have an impact on how people live and how they yeah, think. Absolutely. At the end, you do. Mm. At the very end, I think you do. Like, I, I, we got to the end and now, you know, I, I got to do something that was like an idea I came up with that, you know, involves all, all, of, all of this stuff and like how... Music, yeah. Yeah, in, in my case, that and like how, how um, people interacting with devices, how that can be improved, you know, like stuff like that because it's such a big part of our lives and that yeah definitely at the at the, at the very end you do but okay, yeah. up until you get there it's just like it's just rhetoric and you know exactly, like yeah. all that stuff which is kind of at all in it i honestly like um i don't know if i could have done like four years of that yeah. because like it's it's kind of a toll if i'm being honest and so like how is it for you like connecting these two like disciplines like together so like engineering with music um, how is it valuable to you and what do you think like is the impact it could like bring just like more in general just like a giant impact on 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 music and how people think of music really in in a lot of cases a lot of um you know genres of music people are people kind of define what they do and like what people do 
are, is really highly affected by the devices and the techniques people affiliate yeah. themselves with. So, like, there's the like the MPC th device that's like a, a music production center that was like really um, like essential in like um, some artists that you know kind of um, are massive names in like 90s, like early 2000s hip hop and. Um, there's all sorts of devices and like pieces of electronics that now people, when they, let's say a DJ or some, someone like that wants to sit down and write music, some, a lot of the times people think about sequences, like sequences first, you know, and like mm -hmm. synthesizers first. And then just, you, just a lot of devices we sort of use to translate what artists think of music in their heads to reality and there was a time when I, I was actually like reading this book for my thesis called music engineering it had like an in incredible um like first paragraph it, it was it was all like there was a time where electronics were just helping people sort of push those ideas and push the message but right now it's quite a big part of the message you know like there's a lot of music on earth that wouldn't have existed in the same manner if the if the device if the if the technology didn't Definitely. exist in that manner you know like people talk about like um the 808 like the sub bass whatever like you you hear in like hip hop music a lot today like if if that wasn't invented and or it was invented it's like yeah. some other way you know things would have been really different so that that's pretty interesting to me personally not that like obviously <laughs> I'm going for anything that like that make that kind of impact. Um, impact <laughs> I mean, yeah, dream big. <laughs> yeah, sure. you never know with time, yeah. you know. Well, it's it's just really I think interesting for like for both sides to, um, for like people from both sides of them to understand yeah, yeah. to like yeah definitely. But sometimes I guess you're speaking like quite different languages with like things that are like pure like science, mm -hmm. no right? Mm -hmm. Like numbers and all of that, mm -hmm. and people there are purely like. Creative, even though I think everybody's creative, it's a bit yeah. stupid to make uh -huh. a difference, but artistic, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if you're smart, you need to kind of make an effort, but in general and in life, to try to understand also the other things so you can connect all the dots and stuff. Even if for you're sure. not able to do engineering, for example, uh, but just yeah. to understand it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly not that hard. It's honestly not that hard. <laughs> you're saying honestly. this to the wrong person. Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to have it written on my tombstone, honestly. Like, like. No, but I remember when I met you and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm doing engineering. And like in my head, you know, and there's this stereotype and you're like, I oh, know. my God, he's smart. Like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and yeah. you like instantly feel like not inferior oh but god. like <laughs> no but you know you're like oh my god because a lot of people there in these fields there they have a very like i don't want to say pretentious but yeah you, you, you know, can say like, that oh what? you don't know how to calculate this is not like you yeah, know yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. attitude yeah. but yeah you're definitely not like that so it's really nice because <laughs> thank, thank i can get to like learn that. things yeah. um so yeah, we're done with the first part and before we move on uh, i would like you to share a song whatever it is, your favorite song, something that's inspiring you right now, somebody you really like, whatever it is of your choice. Well, I've been listening to this artist called um, Shoe Shoes album, Forget, quite a bit in the last, um, this like experimental artist from the US that I quite enjoy. Let's make it um, the song Shoe Shoe Forget okay. from the album Shoe Shoe Forget. Okay, Basically. let's listen.
So now we got to the second part of this episode. Second so part. We, I call it context, and we're basically just gonna go more in depth to like everything you do and your views on things about the world and all of that. So, first of all, I wanted to ask you when did you start making your own music and sharing it? Because I saw like you posted something like music back in like 2018 on Spotify. Yeah. So, Yeah, when did yeah. you actually start? Did you start when you were like 10 or whatever on YouTube? Or yeah, just tell me all about it. Uh, no, I wasn't like that actually. Like In terms of like original music, that was the first thing I like released and like wrote and released kind of. I had like little, I guess like songs here and there mm -hmm. written on the guitar. But no, that was the first thing I'd done. It's just because um, there's a lot of people, I feel like it's got a lot to do with like genre and that as well. Like I was like playing instruments so I was always like making music in like the high school I went to and everything but I was just like singing and playing up covers like you know with like mm -hmm. friends other people's songs it was like band music and what I, what I found more or less is that like people who kind of get into music doing that sort of don't have the incentive to like write their own music as much as someone like who raps does yeah. like for, or like someone who you know produces like electronic stuff mm -hmm. does because it's all about that you know it's less like the live it's it's quite a bit of a live performance as well but like when you just like the same with everyone in it when you sit down with a guitar the the first thing you do, you do isn't to like write your own things you like yeah. you, you sort of learn to play other people's things and then learn to play those with other instrumentalists and stuff so mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I actually like spend a lot of time doing that, and I was, it was I guess pretty late that I done that, but it, it's it's cool, you know, late. like yeah, it's never yeah too definitely. Late. I believe that. Yeah. Um, 
and what's sort of like your creative process because like because i know you i know you sing a lot of like turkish songs yeah. and all mm. of that and then at the same time like you love like rap and like mm. a lot of mm-hmm. different uh types of music we'll get into it later mm. <laughs> and something else i want to ask you but yeah so like i kind of like that about you that you mm-hmm. appreciate like Thank different you. things and maybe more mm. like traditional music mm-hmm. so yeah what's your creative process are you trying to like link all these different things together and yeah I know you like instruments a lot as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like instruments a lot. I I just try and like um, look at. Um, at first, it was instruments. I can definitely say that about the last record I did, Fidel. Mm-hmm. That like, it was just I don't know, like instruments, percussion that are like played around the world. You know, in other cultures, whatever. Um, I I felt like they were like stuck to the back too much. Like even yeah. in the standard like. Um, generic pop tune or something like that you you will have like exactly. percussion and stuff but they'll be like all the way in the back and they'll be just like supporting um the groove which is fine you know like mm-hmm. they, they do do that but I, I was always about more about like what if they were to sing i yeah. guess and like be more in the center and like have their like characteristics be a big part of the song and yeah. in general just like taking snippets of sounds of like um like ethnic instruments like you said and like trying to form some interesting stuff around that is, mm-hmm. is like how i um started well doing stuff that i felt like were really me in the last couple of years i mm-hmm. guess which is i maybe you think it's pretty interesting like, i'd never said anything about like singing yet you know yeah, about yeah, like yeah, my yeah. vocal sounds whatever because like I, to be honest it really doesn't like um start off with that with me mostly exactly, yeah. even in the like the first record i did which is like um i've really like i think this is myself from like in terms of sound and everything i really just wrote the music first like yeah. there's so many people that you don't do that mm-hmm. and everything yeah but it's just i don't know i used to say like i write the music and the music writes the lyrics which is like so <laughs> it cringy, goes with cringy it. But it's, yeah like. but it's sort of true and like mm-hmm. i'm just interested to know because i actually never asked you about this like turkish songs that you sing mm-hmm. like who sings the songs when were they made are they like yeah just tell me about it like it's interesting there's a lot of stuff from 80s and 90s that okay. i like enjoyed there's some like early 2000s pop stuff and then but the things you sing are they like traditional well uh, um there's some stuff that are traditional from like the part of turkey my family is from and everything that and what has, do like, they talk about is it about it's all it's or? all like it's more or less the um, the same it's like heartbreak yeah, and like <laughs> infidelity <laughs> yeah, like oh my that. yeah yeah it's yeah nice. it's more or less that um and so you're doing all of that and are you interested like in the future long term or whatever to capitalize on 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 your work uh or is it something you do more as sort of like self-exploration and like i don't want to call it a hobby because hobby mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. you're going to play like tennis on sunday <laughs> but like <laughs> you know um yeah is it something just for you is it like therapeutical or is it something that you would actually like to like take like yeah further. i mean i think self-exploration is an excellent like word or like mm. excellent um description for um what you want to say because i really can't deny them that aspect of it you know yeah. that i feel like has affected me and that and um there's obviously you put work into it you put um energy time you put like really personal stuff into it and you want okay. sort of like 
for some stuff to come back to you and like for an I guess an independent artist most of it is that is like self-exploration yeah, yeah. whatever I, you just feel good you feel like you've expressed yourself yeah, yeah you did something yeah so I, I I do definitely like appreciate that aspect of it and like um when I've forgotten about doing it when I when I get back to it after a while something I do realize like I've missed it and I've kind of like yeah been looking for it but I don't know I, I do want to like um I guess capitalize on it as mm. well like I've, I've looking into ways of uh you know doing that so I'm, I'm not going to release anything else independently um at this from the like foreseeable future I'm just gonna like I feel, I've, so I was saying to myself like I'm gonna round up like a bulk of material and then I'll just start pitching it left to right and yeah. like when someone likes it they'll like it you know don't you think like and I think this applies for like also me and whatever I do like anyone that's kind of like doing something right now that the fact that we're so isolated Like, I believe you need people to achieve something, right? Like, on your own, I mean, you can be as talented and smart, but on your own, it's sort of difficult. You just said it, like, pitching it to people. And yeah, yeah. So do you feel like we're sort of in a trap in the sense that we might have a lot of time to, like, create and do things because we're at home, but at the same time, we can't, like, I don't know if to call it network or, like, connect with yeah, people and, yeah. you know, being able to, like, amplify what you're doing and sharing mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, do you think it's... I don't know, this is a bit like we're speculating, we don't know what the future holds, but like, do you think it's sort of, yeah, like a trap, like we're not going to be able to take our things further mm -hmm. because of the situation you're in, especially if the pandemic came when you were still like young and like mm -hmm. starting, you know, mm -hmm. if you're mm -hmm. more established, obviously you already have the context. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, that. definitely. Well, yeah, actually, um, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said, more, more uh, mostly like how like, pushing it further how it makes you it's harder for you to push it further like mentally first of yeah. all and that because I've, I've always felt like I'm sort of on your own like pitching like doing some stuff on your own at, like as much as how you believe they're great whatever um I feel I feel that like just showing it to like someone else and like getting their opinion on it or someone that you you know like think knows what they're doing whatever yeah it just pushes it pushes it out out of that square one so exactly, much for me yeah. and then like not doing that and like leaving it at square one is a is a really big thing for me like yeah i, I, yeah, I agree i agree um yeah I, I, that's definitely um i guess a challenge because like well it's uh, it should definitely be a bigger challenge for people who like like those you know like people who actually like make music as two people or like three people which I, i kind of you could say that um that number of people is actually like kind of decreasing yeah. like the people who are like which yeah. makes sense you know and like all music it like is somewhat of a collaborative effort you know But definitely like yeah i think um, almost everything actually yeah. you know yeah I, i was saying to you oh, i don't yeah. believe in like you do one thing on your definitely. own definitely Definitely. Whatever, it's it's a whole conversation. But yeah, I mm. want <laughs> mm. to speak about the hitbox. So yeah. I think that's like the informal way you're calling it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I basically like uh, know about it just because of hanging out with you and because I'm just a curious person. So I was like, oh, what are you doing? Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. So you showed me this that you're doing for for uni, right? And yep. also, I guess, yep. a personal project at the same time. Yep. 
So please explain to us what is the hitbox, what it consists in, and make it like simple. Okay, I'll, I'll make it start. super simple. I, I have had a lot of practice trying to make, trying to explain this, people. Okay. I still suck at it though, but um, it's more or less. There's this there's this thing called MIDI, this like language protocol that like all like digital instruments um, communicate, and then people use it to like write music in there like when you write music it's like yeah. written as midi information like the notes the the velocity they call it the loudness of the note whatever um and there's these instruments like a midi keyboard or something that when you play it it's sent like it sends midi messages as usb that you can later assign to like any sound at all so like you play a c on a keyboard but it's not just c on a keyboard it can be c on a you know saxophone or whatever mm -hmm. like and then or like percussion as well at, yeah. that, at, at different points and there's like lots of ways of performing with this that you can like just take any instrument there really isn't what i found a way of this of doing this mm -hmm. that like listens to an actual like physical instrument and converts the sounds coming from that into midi so um that's what i'm doing basically okay. it's like an interface that will um, the main like reason of usage for it is like live usage, so that basically, when I play some sounds on my let's say darbuka, mm -hmm. it sends those sounds as like digital info that I can sort of um, assign to let's say a bongo sound or like a mm -hmm. conga sound in there, and then it's like in a live setting, I'm playing a darbuka and there's an identical twin of mine next to me playing the same thing on a bongo. Like right. in in a way that isn't possible with any other percussion, like any other like devices. There really isn't like, um, I don't know if I should like go into that detail. But like, <laughs> there kind of isn't a device that does this okay. like right now in the market. Um, so yeah, it's basically like something that um, creates like virtual um, instruments that accompany a physical instrument. Right. I guess. And so. What are your plans for the, this year and whatever the future with this hitbox? Can I call it like that? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just thought like... <laughs> I actually like the name. Uh, thank you. The like, hitbox. So, um, people hated it. But is it something... I, I like it. I think I, it's fun. Is it something that you want to continue or, you, or you're not so sure about it? Like, do you want to take it outside of like the academic context? And well... I mean, a lot of people really liked it, and some of my professors like never even considered that I wouldn't take it out of the academic context. Right. They were like, um, "Okay, like save your save all your product ideas, but like work on the concept as your thesis." And I was like, "Okay, like so, I I, can, I guess I can make it as a product, you know." But like people were thinking about that. I don't know. I I would rather like. Is it cheap um, to me? Yeah, but like it's it's not very easy to like actually like make money out of something like this as like an independent you know um firm i guess if, mm -hmm. if, if it were to be because like it, it's just business after that point really if you can yeah. like if you can produce volume then like you can get away with sort of a lot of stuff that you can't as like a person that can yeah, let's say um, economy dish. yeah 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 exactly. scale economy yeah scale, i think i think it's first, but, um, I'd, I'd rather use it as like leverage to get a job in like definitely, as like design engineer. Definitely, or like that. definitely, yeah. that's amazing. Um, <laughs> okay, this is funny, but I, I had to, I had yeah. to talk about this. So once we were hanging out, whatever, <laughs> you played the song, um, "Cry Me a River," 
And so <laughs> I was sort of like, um, why are you playing this? And um, from there, you were mm. like, oh, so like, I have this playlist called 1010 on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. shared it uh, yeah. with me. Um, and you basically were like, oh, yeah, I love that era or whatever, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. what, like 2010? Like, uh, yeah, early, like, 2010s, like, pop, pop me. like, really, really mainstream. Basically just, like, what I can't stand, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I used to listen to that anyways, we all did. Um, but, yeah, I just find it so interesting because this is what I like. I would never expect you to have I that know, playlist. Yeah, yeah. I would never expect <laughs> you to be like, I love David Guetta. I just love, so, I love it. Like, please explain to me what you find in that. Like, it might come back in like trendy, you know. So yeah, like, yeah, maybe. You know, every twenty years, exactly. It's, you it's have that thing, cycle. More or less. For now, for me now, I, I, like I just think about like um, I just uh, think back to like, 2010 and that time, and I'm just like. Wow, it was really bad. Like, literally makes me cringe, but I'm really curious to know what you find in it. And, I mean, it's still music. It's still, yeah, like, yeah. we can't be, like, too, like, 100%. I, I just feel like, um, at the time, I obviously wasn't aware of this or whatever. It, yeah. it does have, like, a nostalgic <laughs> point to it, but it's definitely, like, definitely not all. And not most. Maybe, like, 25% of it is, like, the nostalgic effect, I feel, actually. More of it is just, like, I, I just hadn't really... Um, I've never, like, appreciated predictability in music as much as I had for, like, that era right. of, like, that David Guetta album, like, nothing <laughs> but the beat, for example. <laughs> like, it's so... Everything's so, like, predictable, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, just, I just love it. I don't know what to say. Like, the whole energy, it's so solid. It's so there. It's Do so constant. Do you like constant. that it's tacky? Yeah, well, okay. there's... there's I, I, some stuff I don't actually think it's tacky, okay, but <laughs> some stuff I do think it's tacky, and I love it for right. it, honestly. So th tell us some of the songs, like 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 um, <laughs> stuff off that Forest Movement album, like um, like insanely mainstream stuff, you know, like that tune, like like a G six or something <laughs> like. I just think that kind of stuff is really like. Uh. I don't know. I I still feel like like really like it. I really don't know what to say. I just like a G six is. I don't know. For me, is the sounds. <laughs> I'm like it's really just so bad. And like every time, like if I hear these music, these songs, I just like it. Just reminds me of like being in the car and the radio was kind of like crap at the time. Also, yeah. the whole thing yeah, yeah. was. But but I used to love it. Like I, I used to love it. Yeah. But yeah, I even went to David Guetta's concert. He really? came like three hours late. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if like I would like say oh my god i love david Guetta as an artist but like <laughs> i do love that album nothing but the beat right. like and i and i know it quite well actually i don't know if that's something i should be that proud of but that's so know. funny <laughs> that's just so funny so i know you play instruments and you also like uh mm -hmm. make music like on the computer so i don't uh, really know how to call it if i can be like, like artificial music like what? producing like produ producing is the general but, like using like technical like yeah. computer and yeah, all yeah. Like, engineering i guess what are um you? um so why is it important to understand like the um, duality between like offline yeah, music and yeah, like yeah. online music and like if you could explain a bit that and also how you feel about it like the difference and i mean i i personally feel like i'm about that you know like understanding that both and then like you know like what kind of what i um was talking about is more or less that you know like 
taking something that's really like acoustic and raw and like maybe something I've played and recorded, maybe not like sample of someone else, like playing an instrument that I don't play, which is like mm-hmm. um, the case more of the time, like no one person can play like every instrument, obviously. So like I'm really about like taking something like that and then constructing, maybe snipping it, um, just like chopping it up putting it in different places and then like constructing more digital stuff around that and like um creating that kind of like melded tapestry but like i feel like i'm about that if someone else is about that then that's great but i don't think it's like completely necessary to make good music or something like obviously like one person can do like um can like be all about just one thing and like not associate themselves with like another thing at all and then like still could create really great music exactly. you know like there's a lot of examples of that obviously like no one's no one's gonna tell like ah oh, daft puck homework what a terrible album like it has no acoustic instruments like no, yeah, no like it's no. it's it's just um, different things but it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's better yeah. or worse and i think it's actually really interesting because for me that's just evolution right like yeah, you have new tools well, you make new things but doesn't yeah, mean uh-huh. the newest bad compared no, to no no definitely not well i mean i don't know some like th- there is that kind of like stop snobbery and everything exactly in, in, music, in this like this, but in, every, like, in other fields yeah, as yeah. well and absolutely just, photography like this digital digi- exactly thing, and it's which, like i believe mean, me like as a as a as a someone who's like studying finishing off like an electrical engineering mm. degree i have i feel like i'd save some stuff about but like um i don't know the good thing about like music and art in general is that like you could this is what this is a sentence that I really like. Like you could make a list. Every great artist ever can make a list about like all the things they've done and all the rules they followed to make great music. And someone can still make a really really good album by doing like the exact opposite of all of those. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, or like not yeah. giving a shit about any of them. Yeah, basically. So that's something that I've always really like appreciated about music and like feel Definitely. like when you see a new record of of an artist you don't know or something like that it's 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 um it's a rush to me t- to a certain extent because like there is there really isn't like any reason that you can say that like this isn't good music like in, yeah. in, in any and everything any and every person can make like good music in any and every way yeah definitely so, like, I, I i feel like that as well not only about mm-hmm. music about other yeah, yeah. things sure. and i think the first step is trying right so Mm-hmm. I don't like when people are like, oh, it's shit, so there's no point. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. by doing that for, like, a certain amount of time, you're obviously going to evolve, learn, yeah. and make it better, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like when you start doing things, you're sort of training. It doesn't need to be good. Yeah, you're like... just learning about it and finding what it is that you want to do, uh-huh. right? So, yeah, definitely. So if you want to do something, just do it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so talking about this... I really want to know, like, your take on, like, the future of, like, offline music and also, like, IRL experiences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. regarding music. Like, I'm asking this, obviously, because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something so interesting because people are not going to stop listening to music if it's not the country, actually. They're going to listen to even more music mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. that we're at home or whatever. Um, so, like, how do you see... Okay, so digital is covered. We mm-hmm. all have Spotify, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's easy to listen to music. But the other side of, like, offline and, like, events, live music, all of that, also the experience of mm-hmm. it, like, socially and everything, what do you see, like, I mean, I know the pandemic is still here or whatever, but, like, do you think it's going to be replaced? Do you think we can, like, translate that 
virtually like mm-hmm. yeah what was just like your opinion personally I, I, i mean i don't think performance is ever going to be replaced because people still want to see that you know like as as um a couple of years back you know like i don't know 40 50 years back like performance was literally like the things you more or less here on the record like constructed yeah. in the second in the moment in there like now it's um you could argue in a lot of types of music it's less like that but mm-hmm. like really there's so many artists that have like more than compensated for that like let's say you're not actually like a punk band um getting their instruments and like making that music through those instruments let's say you do like play some of your backing tracks in the back or something like that um you could make the argument that like there's so many different little snarls and snippets and everything in those instrumentals it could never be like fully created like in the moment and you could also make the argument that so many artists that I know like have you know like um set out just like incredible live shows to like compensate for that elements of i guess um real time auditory experience yeah. and real time visual experience as well mm. um just like by energy and then um unexpected things and maybe maybe the musical composition popping out other artists you know like um performances is is a is a really vast thing that you know artists always like thrive on in my opinion so yeah. i don't think that's ever going to be replaced and like the 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 another selling point of like i guess going to a live gig is like being with people right like being in a place with people yeah. and that's that i would say is more something that we miss right now um i'd say because there there is like live performance of people like out and about you know um in i guess in general like um on 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 online right now you know yeah, like yeah because studios yeah, yeah, yeah. youtube does absolutely that, absolutely so. but then there's um even if we can't have those two things at the same time i feel like um people have been like sort of finding alternatives for that like obviously it's hard for people multiple people to be in the same place you know yeah. um having a good time whatever right now but i remember like even a little bit before um the the pandemic i was at this like um special night in like moth club in hackney yeah. where um they did the whole discography of um lcd sound system mm-hmm. like a night and then there's people there you know who would enjoy that you know and to a certain extent it's it's exactly that yeah. there's just no performance yeah. so like that's something we enjoy performance i believe also is something we really enjoy and like because there's something think, added to the music yeah definitely it, it's, it's a just, spectacle I yeah it is a spectacle exactly well it's happening right there in front of you so like and, and you ad- can dance there's visuals i don't know there's uh-huh. so many things like a vibe and attitude a lot exactly, of exactly there's other people enjoying the same thing exactly, you're enjoying the energy it's pretty great it's it's Yeah, well, I don't know what to say really. I'm really looking forward for it to come back. I know, back. like I know I we we don't lot. have the answers, but like yesterday or no, two days ago I was like watching like Beyoncé performing but like old stuff whatever on YouTube. And so I went to her concert when I was 10 years old and I obviously wanted to see her again. And at that moment I thought like, "Oh my god, I'm so stupid. I should have went to a concert like before the <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I was like maybe it will never exist." And I don't know, it's just it's just so weird but yeah let's let's hope for the best <laughs> yeah yeah sure let's just put a mask <laughs> exactly on. well i mean i i went to a lo- a great last concert right before the pandemic oh in in earth hackney so like i'm pretty covered pretty, pretty. I, i i was honestly i was covered for like a full year now that year's up yeah so i don't know <laughs> you want to go somewhere yeah. to another one 
Okay, so we got to the last part of the episode. And so I just wanted to do like a sort of quick fire questions with mm-hmm. you and you just can like share the things you like and all of that. So first one is essential book or books, if you want to say more than one. Uh, essential. Well, I just, I just said the last book I read. It was like a fire, The Fire Next Time by mm-hmm. like um, James Baldwin. I, I really liked that. Nice. And I thought that was... Um, best like media outlets on like, newspapers, whatever. I I will just go ahead and say Instagram. If I'm being honest, it's just Instagram. Like, yeah, because In general, like, that's well, nice. I mean, there's there is this um website that I really like. That's unaffiliated with like all that stuff. It's called Dead Fix, mm-hmm. and like they have an Instagram account, but like it's um it's private and they don't accept everyone. I sent the request like year ago now like Eric Andre follows them but they didn't let me in yet anyway, <laughs> um, it's like just photos like images mm-hmm. or like or like a blog I guess but like it's quite nice sometimes it's sometimes really like male gazy which I hate mm. absolutely but like um, it's it's quite good too at, at, at times I'd say that maybe okay do you have a favourite like Netflix but it can actually be like another show yeah or... I, well, I do I, I have a lot of ones let me say one that's like not crazy known or something yeah, that that's um, show, um, did that sketch comedy. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. I just like I just like it so much. You know, Tim Robinson is like this ex SNL guy, like doing his sketches that like I don't know SNL deem too crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which like I, it's really not like that kind of SNL laugh track, like <laughs> Andy Samberg kind of thing mm-hmm. at all. Um, although I think he's he's in it, but <laughs> anyway, no, okay. I really like that. Uh, most important movie for you? Movie, important movie. Uh, I'm really not a movie person. A lot of people are probably going to hate me for this. Like, on, I, they, a lot of people do hate me for this actively. Um, well, I'd, I'd really liked like um, Reservoir Dogs, I guess, when I'd seen okay. it. And then like, it's it's pretty bad that I've like mentioned a Tarantino movie at the sport <laughs> like that. But, you know. <laughs> Why not? Um, okay, three artists can be music, um, three are okay, interesting. Three artists. Um, I'd say Neil Farber and Michael Dumontier. They mm-hmm. are like these two Canadian contemporary visual artists that mm-hmm. like I'm I've been obsessed with for like a year and a half now. Like mm-hmm. they have all you this. You actually told me about it. I probably did. Like, I talk <laughs> about them a lot. Like, yeah. um, they do these like little, they do this kind of like interesting um, co- type of like contemporary art that I've started to like see a lot on, on like Instagram by like um, some artists called like um, David Shrigley and then this other like UK based artist called like Alex Comes to Jenkins that like I've seen them doing basically like a couple of sometimes like comic strip kind like thing but like just like four squares of basically really like... Um, simple you know like um visually like the visual interestingness of them i feel like it's just like in you know the imperfection the intended imperfection and the you know simpleness i guess um of like these images that are basically like one image in one text sometimes like um they don't have even have color or whatever but like it's just like one image in like one sentence that could literally be anything yeah. it's so like I don't know, I, I just feel like I could stare into some of that stuff for, like, hours. So 
I'll just say those artists and yeah, I, I really, okay. I really, really love them. Great. Uh, so this episode is now finished. Um, yeah. But please stay tuned for more. And I hope this conversation will be useful to our listeners. And thank you so much to you for talking you. to me. And it was nice you having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It was great being here. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.